glad we're here for Halloween five. We're sorry. It'll be short. I promise. Yeah. And Danny can make fun of me because I'm looking like a big asshole supporting this movie. No, that shirt's good. That's, that's it's a, great. That's I only a, got it because Daniel Harris is on it. And, you know, here we are with another uh, depiction of a mask that is definitely not in the movie. Not in the movie. Not at all. That but is- she is. And that's great. My wife knew that. So. She supports my crush on Daniel Harris, which is totally okay. Because it's totally okay. She's actually older than us. We grew up at the same time. It's, it's okay. We it's talked fine. about this We talked already. about this in our last show about our uh, mutual uh, celebrity crush, crush on Daniel Harris that evolved with our age as well. Totally And um, I still have it. Totally sorry. Fine. I'm sorry. Danny. Give us our pumpkin spice latte of Halloween 5. I have nothing to say about this movie. Okay, and we're done. Halloween 6 is coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. As you can tell from our disdain <laughs> we uh we we think we think something of this movie, but well let's uh let's get into it. Uh Halloween 5 takes place one year directly after Halloween 4. Uh, the cast of characters from Halloween 4 are all back, except if they died, obviously. Right. We've got Rachel returning, Jamie, Dr. Loomis, Sheriff Meeker, and uh, newly introduced a, a character by the name of Tina yes. and some other auxiliary characters um, who are now uh, being faced with having to deal with Michael's revenge. Michael has spent the year since being blown up in the mine shaft, being cared after uh, by a mountain man <laughs> that found him floating down the river. <laughs> a year being taken care of <laughs> by a mountain man that he found floating down the river. So, Michael, um, as soon as, I guess, Halloween ended and it turned into November 1st, deactivated (laughs) because he comes upon, uh, he escapes the mount, he escapes the mineshaft to float down the river right before they blow it to high hell so that he can float to safety wearing a very visible lifeguard, life vest, and uh, he spends a whole year recuperating. The movie picks up a year later where he has now developed telekinetic powers with Jamie, who is now mute and has learned sign language in a year. And his sole purpose is to get her again. And she is now the only link between the authorities, meaning Loomis and Meeker and Michael. But she's mute, so she can't speak. So she can't really help, but she gets her speech back. Michael tends to, uh, tries to kill everyone who is in his way of getting or the, yeah, in his way of getting to Jamie. And um, that's what he that's how, that's what the movie is. He tries to kill everyone again and tries to get to Jamie. It's almost as absurd as Halloween three, but you just have disdain for it. So <laughs> it's even more. There's just absurd <laughs> in 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 the first description. I couldn't even get past that without Michael Myers floated down a river was happened on this mountain man's setup because he's just this hobo mountain man living in the backwoods of Haddonfield. Michael comes upon him, starts to choke him and then gets deactivated, just falls down. And it says one year later. So we are to imagine that Michael Myers has been under the care of this mountain man for a year, laying in the same coveralls <laughs> by the lane. <laughs> what what did what was he doing in like February? <laughs> like what was were they just like chilling? Were they just having a was he bathing him? Like, did he ever get out of the coveralls? Did he ever shit himself? You know, these are the things, these are the pressing questions. But we're to believe that one year has passed, the clock strikes midnight on Halloween, Michael gets reactivated, puts on the mask that was made for the elephant man, and 
goes down to kill his caretaker that took care of him for a year. First of all, this mountain man doesn't have a pot to piss in. He barely has any food, and he's going to take care of a big-ass Don Shanks. He's, who, he's literally living in a shack down by the river. He is. <laughs> and he takes care of Michael, and he has a talking parrot, so that's fine. Anyway, that's how the yeah, movie begins. Yeah, what the begins. fuck was the parrot? He kind of looks like a pirate. Give me my birth. Is what he was saying. Now that's from Iron oh Man too. Yes, it is. Random. Uh, yeah, that's our opening. That's our opening, guys. Michael Myers has been asleep for a year in a dude's shack. Somehow this guy has taken care of him and kept him alive. If there is some sort of human left in Michael, he got shot 30 times. He got blown up, yet he finds his way down the river. No bullet holes. No bullet holes. I mean, that's how he eats shit. I mean, at this point, I mean... I don't. None of it. But but maybe he, when he put on the mask, he got when he got activated, all the bullets and they just like you know popped out, you know, because he's he's got the mask on now, so he's activated. Okay, but and also, Myers tried to kill this guy. This guy's like, you know what? You're cool, man. Like I'm lonely. Yeah, we'll chill for a year. Why don't you hang out with me, dude? For yeah, and it's been a year. And what was he doing in June? Because it was hot. Yeah, I'm sure it was hot in Hattonfield. He's Illinois. just like, he's, he's hot. yeah, it's, it's hot everywhere in June. Yeah. He's just chilling there in the Sweating shack. Sweating in his fucking onesie. I don't buy it. Uh, I don't buy it. But I mentioned Don Shanks because that's our new Michael Myers going in with this the- this theme of getting stuntmen to play Michael Myers. Okay. <laughs> and you part- ruined him for me. <laughs> My latest view. I haven't I sat down and watched <laughs> this movie since I was a kid. Don't say it. And I texted Danny like, oh, I'm on Halloween 5 now. Oh, man. And guess what? This guy comes in with fucking Donald Jameson's blockhead ass. Oh, man, and the whole movie is ruined from that point on because I all I can see is blockhead. Look, okay. <laughs> and this um, big oaf no walking disres- around. No disrespect, obviously, to anybody who's ever donned the mask. Um, some were better than others. I would never, ever sit sanctimoniously and talk crap about a man who is literally the size of a house. Don Shanks... Holy moly, that dude yeah. is a legitimate badass. I saw him at a convention when he was well into his uh, golden years, and the dude still had veins popping out of his arms, way better shape than I will ever be. And this dude is legit. When he was in his, I guess it was his 20s, maybe, uh, or early 30s, he plays Michael Myers. George Wilbur needed hockey pads to play hockey Michael pads. to be yeah, to be uh, gir- girthy and uh, big. Don Shanks, no pads. As a matter of fact, they wondered if they can make him look smaller somehow. It didn't work. Uh, when I say, when I said blockhead, Don Shanks is a big dude. He's a big dude. Compare him to Nick Castle, and there is absolutely no comparison. He's humongous. He was built, has long hair, and his head was bigger than anybody else's. So you get the most ridiculously sized Michael Myers mask that we have ever seen. I think. The neck goes down to like mid chest, right? <laughs> no, the the cow is untucked throughout the whole movie, so it looks like somebody did a poor cosplay of Michael Myers and made their own movie with it. Basically, what if you the, just trim it? The cow is wide open. You need to tuck it. You got to tuck your cow, man. That's just one on one mask wear. You, you got to tuck the cow, but but it came down like right here and then the hairline is back way over here and apparently this is all in the director who wanted to humanize michael again the director just the director wanted to give michael a receding hairline i don't know his his reasoning is i wanted to make him more human fine fine i don't know how let's make him more human by casting one of the biggest stuntmen in the world biggest like biggest you know what I mean? I, Not to say that those be, that the big stuntmen aren't human, but if you want to make them more human, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that how that was the choice, you know. But here we are. We have Don Shanks playing Michael Myers. Yeah, and he kills the mountain man that he lived with for a year right off the bat. Like uh, you literally see a clock strike midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So he kills this guy. He finishes the job from one year ago. Even though this guy took care of him and a parrot. And what were they doing in August? <laughs> <laughs> it's still hot. August. Well, I mean, August. 
It's I, was, I mean, it was hot here in California. I kind of started Halloween shopping, so maybe that's. It, it may have been getting cooler. You think he's already? You think maybe he's like starting to breathe a little bit heavier? He's like about a month, a month and a half out. Sure. Yeah. 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 The breath is starting to. <laughs> yeah, come. he's starting to breathe. Right, but we go with the power bar scenario, and he <laughs> he kills the pirate that he's living with. Poor guy, man. Like, I mean, what a what a you know that's a thankless job. You know what? Yeah, and this is like the character from Halloween Three. It's Walter. It's, it's Walter. It's a payback to Walter, the nicest guy ever, taking care of somebody, taking care of people. That's just what we do. Even though he tried to kill me, it's cool. I'll let him I sleep have it off. I nothing myself. Yet I will gladly share my nothing with you. Rest in peace, Mountain Man. Yeah. Like that, that, that's, that sucks. That sucks. So it establishes right now that Michael is uh, selfish. And um, this is a, this is a very petty Michael now. It's called the Revenge of Michael Myers. So we know that he's angry. He's like, I got shot. I got, I fell down a, a mine shaft and now I'm mad. Mm-hmm. So he's out to get Jamie, who we have, oh, I said a little while ago has now developed a telekinetic connection with Michael. Oh, right. Yes. They are they are connected. <laughs> mind to mind because of the touch. So much so that when Michael puts on the mask for the first time, we see Daniel Harris. Put on the mask. She pantomimes it. Yeah. In her little bed with her monitor. Head, head brain, brain monitor. Monitor from yeah. her dreams. And she starts to put on the mask. She sees Michael's actions and now she's doing it herself. And it's also revealed pretty quickly that she did not actually kill her stepmom. She didn't kill her because she didn't finish the job. She, she just didn't stabbed finish her. the job. So the evil is not totally passed on, or at least it's a uh, watered down version. Yeah, she got, she got like the Diet Pepsi uh, right. evil, yeah. which is like it's still good. It's just not Pepsi. Right. Um, it's not going to finish the job or quench your thirst. So uh, <laughs> Jamie has been... Um, hospitalized for lack of a better term uh kind of like it's kind of like a sanitarium but it's like uh, for uh, tra- uh kids that have survived traumatic experiences yeah uh right like it's like a children's hospital but yeah. it's like a children's recovery hospital it's very and it's in a, in a house it's like a halfway home almost mm-hmm. which is kind of weird so like where did her parents go did they take off were they like, okay, you can go fuck yourself. You try to stab me, right? They're mentioned in it because remember, uh, she actually asked for her or somebody, the nurse that comes in for her asked, you want me to call your mom? Yeah, you want me to call your mom? So that is what establishes that the mom did not die. And Rachel uh, says at one point, mom and dad send their love. So we know that it's not a terrible <laughs> fallout, but it's a fallout. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not joking. Jamie's de- uh, mute now. She's mute. And she's developed how to, which I think sign language is one of the most impressive languages to know how to, to know how to do if you are, if that was not what you grew up signing. This 10 year old, 11 year old girl now by now is now signing and she learned it in a year. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> uh, anyway, she's, she's, she's signing. Mute-ish. She's signing. She's mute-ish, yeah. She's got like it's like if you had like the worst case of laryngitis. Yeah, she kind of whispers a few things. She has a silent scream, but then she's screaming at the dog. Max, 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 which is like the so, cutest thing when you have a crush on the girl. But anyway, <clears throat> yeah, 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 I'm still on it. <laughs> uh, it is, it is pretty cute. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bust your right. balls. Of course, it's cute. So uh, we 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 see familiar faces. We see Jamie. We see uh, definitely Michael, uh, a familiar elongator face. We see um, Rachel, Rachel, who's uh, introduced as being uh, she's at Jamie's side. We see Loomis Mm -hmm. because uh, when Michael kills his caretaker for over a year, uh, Jamie goes through all of that and has hyper convulsions and, you know, starts losing it and almost like, you know, passes out so her doctors and her nurses are trying to sustain her they're about to stab her trachea so Mm -hmm. because she can't breathe and who appears no it's Uh, dr loomis like always here's the man he's back in action uh who knows that michael's alive he just knows it body was never found he also knows that jamie can talk to michael or can sense michael he knows because look loomis the thing about Loomis is you're not going to fuck with him. 
<laughs> you're not going to pull one over on old <laughs> Sam, okay? No. Nope. Uh, he knows some stuff is up, so he stops the doctors from stabbing her trachea, saying that she will stabilize. Um, there's, there's, it's alluded to that maybe Loomis himself wants Jamie to die. Uh, it's inferred that the town people know what Jamie did and don't want Mm -hmm. another Michael. So they're kind of against her. Um, she's a bit of a ostracized black sheep of the town. If she wasn't before, she really is now. Yeah. Which sucks for an eleven-year-old man. Again, we're we're on Jamie's side together. You have to be on Jamie's right. side because, like, what does she do besides? I mean, she stabbed her mom, but like, okay, she stabbed her mom because Michael Myers touched her. You all didn't get touched by Michael. You don't know what it's like. Yeah, but I, I'll play with this. I mean, we talked about the haunted house of Haddonfield from Michael's first kill. Yeah. Now his legend has kind of moved on. It's continued on, grown bigger, much bigger in Hattonfield. And now it's handed down to this little girl. So it continues through her kind of. Kind of. Um, But needless to say, life goes on and we continue. So the movie continues whether you want it to or not. (laughs) Um, We get introduced to a awesome second celebrity crush from the Halloween series. For me personally, do you Same share it here? as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, old Tina, played Tina. by Wendy Kaplan, who uh, goes by a different last name nowadays, uh, met her at the Halloween convention, 30-year Halloween convention, and is just an awesome, awesome person. I hope this goes without saying, everyone from Nancy Loomis to PJ Souls to Charles Cyphers to Kathleen Kinmont to Sasha Jensen to Daniel Harris to... Uh, uh, Wendy Kaplan and everyone in between that I've met at the convention have all been awesome, awesome, awesome people. They're really cool in real life. Um, it's hard sometimes because you're like, I grew up watching you do one thing and now I'm looking at you be a normal person. It's weird. It's you know? so weird. That's why I said I can't, I can't meet these people because I'm nah. like, yeah, it's cool. Like, I love that you did this on screen. Like my crush of Daniel Harris and your crush of Daniel Harris for me is it was never like a real thing. It's like, I watch you on TV. We're of the same age cute for the age thing but to me like, yeah and it's not a real thing it's not a real thing for me uh, <laughs> for me <laughs> i'm just saying on my my side of this like it's cool to meet celebrities but i just i never i'm like <gasps> right I'm such no. a huge fa- like i love your art i love what you did i enjoy it and i get a it. big thing on me but i'm like cool. no i get it i i i just um some you know, I guess it's the actor in me who wants to like know what was making him tick at the time. Yeah, uh, you get, get you know, you, you see yourself, you live vicariously through these performances sometimes, especially if you have such a affinity for the right. for the source material. So uh, we're introduced to Tina, like I said, uh, who is confused uh, a lot with. Rachel's friend in Halloween four, yeah. who's Lindsay, who you think is Tina, but it isn't. So this is a brand new character. Her mm-hmm. name is Tina and she's Rachel's really good friend. Um, also adores Jamie, loves Jamie and Jamie loves her. Um, this is important because remember how awesome Rachel Carruthers char- that character was, how, Ellie, sure how awesome Ellie Cornell was. Yes. Uh, wouldn't it be awesome if we got another movie full of Ellie Cornell? Yeah, and her relationship with Jamie, her little sister, and being the protector. Expanded on that? Yeah, it'd be amazing. What was it, 15 minutes? If that. Into the movie, Rachel Carruthers is killed by Michael Myers. Gone. Gone. Unceremoniously, may I add, a stab in the chest when she is getting ready to leave uh, to go uh, see her parents up in the cabin, something she's going to go she's, have a, have yeah. a weekend. Yeah. She's going to go. And you know what? She deserved it. Frankly, she did. Sorry, girl. Yeah. You deserved it all. So she's getting better. She's she deserves way better. Hashtag she, Rachel deserved better. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is a real hashtag. And you know, Ellie Cornell has said it. She's like, ah, oh, it's kind of, kind of weird that I just kind of mm-hmm. met, you know, it's, you it's like um alice in in part two of friday the 13th <laughs> yeah yeah she just survived the entire first movie not even the opening credits the only thing you can say about it is okay all bets are off but you just sure. killed a great fucking character and for me that made more sense in friday the 13th i don't think that was a Right, because Alice, Alice wasn't what was now Rachel. Right, Rachel is a great, and this could have solidified her as this great horror 
survivor. She could have been on that that realm of Laurie Strode. And or even if she doesn't survive, let her go to the end yeah, swinging. Like, let her been. go to the final. It could have been really good, but it did uh, take a step aside for Tina to shine through. And Tina has some great depth in this movie and i think i think tina is i think she saves the movie the only thing i care about watching is her and daniel harris get through this yeah and and they're separated for a large part of it Mm -hmm. we see danielle we see jamie uh interact with her again her and come to terms with her telekinesis with uh is that what it is it's like a mind meld is that what you what you call it telekinetic force between i think it's like it's it's like kylo ren it's like beyond it's like uh Farscape. No, it's inner space. What is it? War um, games. What? <laughs> force. The, 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 it's the Force Awakens within your the Halloween veil mind. of Force. We're just gonna wreck on the, the Phantom whole Force. Uh, okay. It's the relationship between Kylo and uh, and Ray. Ray. Thank it's, you. Right. It, it's the sa- It's the the Force of Sawin. <laughs> there yes. it is. There I force got it. Of the Force yeah, of Sawin. Yeah, I like that. You've got it. Uh, Jamie's got it. Michael's got it. They talk. They they see. They see what each other. Actually, only Jamie sees what Michael sees because he doesn't see what she sees. As far so as one, we know, he has no emotion, so we wouldn't know. Right. He has the emotion of being a selfish douche, killing the caregiver. <laughs> that, that, I can't get over that man. The mountain man. Yeah, the mountain yeah, man. The mountain man. What were they doing in September? Were they getting ready to go back to school? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how stupid. I'm sorry. Uh, so so um. Rachel unceremoniously dies, uh, getting ready to go on a trip uh, by Michael, who has come back to have his revenge. Blockhead. Stop. <laughs> like, what if Don Shank sees this and like looks for me? You know, he'll kick, he'll awesome. kick my ass. I don't, you know, I don't want that to happen. Um, <laughs> when, but for me, when you say blockhead and then you see that mask, it's not so much. It's not him. On him. It's it's it would be a block mask blockhead mask on anybody except it makes him sound like an oaf and then that scene where he's spying on tina in the background so they will yeah so <laughs> yeah so 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 he's um he's gonna be the shape they're trying to make him the shape again but it's mm. the worst shape right like as in like you're not being clever in your sneakiness we no. see you well yeah and then again this is a point i wanted to make this movie is the first movie that doesn't feel like somebody cared about halloween and michael myers this feels like a knockoff of friday the 13th you see the character that you want to see just kind of hanging out in the background oafing around yeah he literally breaks up a fucking tree branch which i died laughing oh yeah when i saw that you see it between the two characters he's just like storming around and all i hear is blockhead in my head and i see this you're gonna get me beat up by don shanks man it's hilarious blockhead fucking takes out a tree while spying on these two girls and you see him in the whole shot oh boy like clear as day like it's there's a few things like in the in the series you said like oh, nobody has peripheral vision. There's no mirrors or anything. Right. But this is one like he's he's right there. No, I mean like he's obviously <laughs> there. He's right, and it's in broad daylight. I don't know if this is a because because uh, um it was a shot with a, uh, a this is a brand new director. He's a um, I'm not is Dominique and I cannot pronounce the rest of his name he's no, a french, french director um and they have a dp who made the choice to shoot it very european so it's going to be no back no backlights all the things that we fell in love with with four three two and one are gone meaning the the moonlights the the yeah. the soft glows anything that was established by Cundy. uh the whole and thing feels like it's during the day yeah it feels like it's during the day and then there's a spotlight on at night yeah yeah and I just think it's such a disservice to everyone. There, it, it is dark. It is very dark, but it is like a sh- lot of shadows, a lot of harsh, harsh shadows yeah. um, on a lot of these characters' faces. But what's even more ridiculous is how they shoot it during the day and and ask or you know have Michael kind of maneuvering through the trees and stuff. And it just it doesn't work. It just it 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 might work for something that's not named Halloween Five. It might, but for this. You have abandoned what we have fallen in love with as the scope and as the theme and as the allure of what makes a Halloween movie. Yeah. You've abandoned it on purpose. Okay. Uh, but you get what you get when you rush into production. Um, Mustafa Akkad, the producer for uh, movies from four on, um, if it's not Mustafa who passed away, it's his son, uh, Malik Akkad, who uh, they have been the uh, champions of this series from four beyond. And 
he admits uh, we were, they were a bit drunk with success because four did phenomenal numbers. Yeah. Killed it in the box office. Why not? You gave him a good return of Michael Myers. So what do you do? You rush into production for five. You, you kind of push the envelope in the worst way. You get a, you, you, you kind of, I wouldn't say you, you get a bargain director because I, I'm, I'll never say that about people who are like, you know, they've made it this far and they've got a chance to direct movies. I think that they have for some way somehow made it an impact somewhere, but you get a rushed, rushed project that was going to be shot, edited, finished post-production and put out in the same year. And I wouldn't even, I, I'm not even going to say like maybe four or five, five months or so. It was a, it was a quick turnaround and just was not going to be good. Right. And nothing is going to be good when you're going to rush it like that. So no, the script wasn't even close to being completed before they started filming. They were filming this thing and they didn't even know where the story was going. They're, they're obviously we come to the men in black at this point, but they're putting things in this film that make no sense and we don't know why. And they're just continuing to film. And a lot of the crew didn't even know what was going on. They're like, I don't know. We're filming this today. Well, sure. They're trying to put this story together. And you can tell in the movie. But what's cool is we go back to Tina. I just want to go back to Tina. Let's go back to Tina. Why not? Let's go back she's to awesome. She's awesome. But it's because she's so full of life. She loves um, Jamie. She loves uh, um, her friend Rachel. Rachel at this point. And she's just so full of energy and she's untouched by Michael. You know what I mean? Like right. she understands that there's trauma, but she's so caring and so energetic. So we automatically love her. But there's these moments of like, she's naive, but it's almost like she knows what she's going into half the time. I think there's a, there's a sense of how she's playing it because she's not a good girl. Right. She's a bit of a uh, MTV, you know, uh, at the time, like, you know, but you know she's got the 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 big hair. She's got the denim, you know, overdone clothes. Like the, it's very eighties. It's very yeah. you know stylistic. And you know she's she's got the bad boy boyfriend who's also named Michael. Yeah, and she reveals that you know she's she's not a virgin. She you likes know? it in she, the car. She likes to do it in the car. She's talking to her friend who. Whew, missing her name, and I, I want to oh, say like Sarah, but it's it's Samantha. It, it's Samantha, Sa Sam. Yeah. Uh, so Samantha is her other friend who she's talking through, who is going to probably uh, tonight's the night that Samantha, Tina's friend, and her boyfriend Spitz. Spitz, yes. <laughs> played by my former boss. What? That's um, <laughs> Matt Walker. That. Holy shit. Do you remember Matt? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's awesome in it. Wow. He's so he spits. Uh saw him at a convention and uh <laughs> yeah, he was he's great. Um he spits. Um and they're you know, just girls talking about what you do in high school when you're made that decision. If you are in high school and you made that decision, not that you, know, you don't have to. But they have, and she's talking her through it. She's being there for her friend all the while. <laughs> The oaf of Michael's character is just lumbering through the, the <laughs> bright light. And, you know, yeah, there's found. just, there's something that it, it's disconnected. That's the best way I can put that whole sequence. It's so disconnected. Yeah. And one of uh, the end of the sequence is basically Tina turns around and yells out, Mike. And conveniently, her boyfriend comes crashing down in his car. Speeding by. But like two blocks away very far and you can hear his voice what yeah and then he comes spinning around to, to come and hang out with tina so yeah. it's like she has a sixth sense of where he is the time like, it's just poorly like edited and shot the way i, mean, it was I think done. i think they were going for like a little bit of a joke but i i think we're banking on michael uh the michael not michael myers the michael boyfriend uh which is that's lazy name him something else like yeah. i get it what you're doing name him, if you want to be funny name him jason you well, know? yeah and there's never like a clever play on this like where you call michael michael or well i guess yeah, if she, I mean, she calls him michael when it's actually michael myers you know because uh, yeah yeah oh, we'll jump ahead because we don't really spend spend too much time on this no, one um, we really don't you know uh this the, the movie takes starts it gets going rachel gets killed right away and it's uh what? Ah, there's just so many little notes I got to make about this. The Myers house is in this and it's a fucking castle <laughs> completed with uh, a dungeon as a basement. Yeah. A ceremonial attic. Yeah. Uh, the actual like castle tiers. I forget what they're called right now, but there that there's a window that Jamie sits in that 
is the most ridiculous like castle looking thing. It's nowhere close to the original Myers to the house. original Myers house at all. It's just the most ridiculous thing. Like we didn't you, even try. You have a movie that decided that it was going to be, and I hate this, but it 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 reeks of a cash grab. Yeah, and that sucks because guess what? It was the lowest performing movie in the entire franchise. Yeah, which is bizarre because one year prior was the one of best. the biggest. Yeah, yeah, best until. Yeah, gross. Yeah, all right. Uh, right, right, right. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but you know what's so funny is that the one one of the movies with Michael Myers didn't even perform worse than the one that didn't have him. You know what I'm right. saying? It's yeah. the worst, and it had Michael. You have your rock star, and you shit the bed. I talk about world building, and certain things are okay. Tina, in this terrible scene, actually mentions they should just ban Halloween in this town. I thought that was one of the salvageable things out of this like because when, especially when we go to halloween six they should just ban it we've had so much heartbreak in 10 years now or 11 years of time like and again that's that the, the thing about tina she speaks this truth she has this like deep down level of this truth that she knows and i don't know if you really watch tina in this movie and, and follow her through this there's this like sadness to her um especially when you know jamie's like losing her shit later on and she leaves she leaves jamie i think wendy kaplan does an amazing amazing job in this role i don't know if that's more of a testament to the actor or they at least got the character right but i think i i I know it is it you know i do know what it is i think it's 100 percent the actor it has to be it has to be because look she took on a role that shouldn't be successful it should be surface it should be right uh cannon fodder for the for the like you know michael fodder uh but she plays it you're right there is truth there is sadness there's a moment where she is in the house after rachel has been killed but rachel has now been like removed uh she's gonna then like you know hang out in rachel's house while rachel's gone mm-hmm. like look after max which is the dog yeah uh and it's just there's this there's this moment that Tina goes in there expecting to see Rachel, doesn't see her, and just like grabs a, a stuffed animal. Did you yes, I. She grabs a stuffed scene. animal, yes. and just like curls up with it on right. a bed, and it's like, what? Is, what's going through your mind? What is what is that? You know. And then when or she hears something, or Samantha comes to the house, it's like her her facade goes on the, yeah, who she's acting exactly for. she's kind of creeped out in the house she hugs the teddy bear again that's that like that emotional side that she shows and like which she knows something's going on or something's not right and she feels she it she either knows what, that something's going on or she's carrying a lot of what's going on yeah, exactly she's yeah. carrying what's going on with jamie she feels what's going on and she tries to be this light for these people that have had a lot of sadness especially with rachel and and jamie i think i've always liked tina uh, as a character, because she reminds me so much of the the brightness and the 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 happiness and and just like the like you said the ray of sunshine. She reminds me of my aunt Sophia. Uh-huh. It's just like she always would. She could be having like you know the most terrible. Probably you know we, we you wouldn't know it if she's mm-hmm. going through something. But if she saw my brother or me and she was coming over, it was just the best day in the world. Right. And she just put that on for us. That's like. There is something in Tina that I was able to kind of see my aunt in a lot. So it was, I could see where, but, but you wonder in, in, in Tina and it's, it's shown it's that she's showing it. Is there, is there something under? Right. And there, there obviously is. Yeah. There's something that she's either wrestling with or having to, uh, having to mask. Right. And again, well, I kind of talked about the scene already, but we'll jump back to it is Jamie kind of loses her shit during the play. The, the whole, right. Yeah. She, uh, Loomis tells Tina, like, you need to stay, like you have to stay. And Tina's got tears in her eyes and tell and screams at Loomis. Like, don't fill her head with this crap. Like she's a little girl. She's an 11 year old girl. Mm Mm-hmm let her be a little girl but she's like got tears in her eyes as she's being like That's dragging herself so away good. to go to the slaughter that she kind of knows is going to happen you know it's I mean? almost like she's like these are the things that are expected of me to do right i have to be this party 
not uh, like life of the party sort of thing. It doesn't go without me. I don't think she necessarily feels that she wants to do anything for Michael, her boyfriend. Right. I don't think that that's, but like you could tell it's hurting her and you could tell that there's just, there's so much going on with the character of Tina that's beneath the surface. Like I feel like she's pulled in so many different ways. And you know, if there is one, one shining moment and bright light in this entire movie, it's the character of Tina and the portrayal by Wendy Kaplan. Right. The quote for Tina is I'm never sensible if I can help it. He, he, he. Yeah. That's the the main quote from the film. And it, it is so her and, and it's, uh, it's funny because in this movie, yeah. there's nothing that is brilliantly written except Tina makes it look like it was written in just a brilliant, like one character just stood out so much in this film. But, I mean, yeah. So we, um, <sighs> yeah, we gushed about Tina and, uh, if it's one thing that, that if it's one death in the whole movie, which Tina does die and she gets killed by Michael Myers himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the one you feel is hers because there's a bit of Rachel in it. She goes down trying to protect Jamie, but she's no Rachel, you know, like Rachel, <laughs> she's no Rachel, but she's going to do her best. And Jamie, think about Jamie's character, what she has to go through. Not only has her life been turned upside down since she's been born, but she's lost her real mom in Laurie Strode when she was a child. She stabbed her stepmom. She Sunday, her dog was killed by Myers in Halloween four. Lest we forget. <laughs> she had to go through a traumatic ordeal already. She doesn't at this point, she doesn't know Rachel's dead, but Tina basically in her last effort to save Jamie from being, you know, caught by Michael throws herself onto him and is killed. And just like the last thing that Tina says right before her life expires, it's just like, it's like the most broken. Is it run? I think it's run. It's just like run. And I, when I met Wendy Kaplan at the convention, I had her, uh, asked her for an, an, an autograph and she, and I told her, it was like, it's the best part. It's the part that makes your blood and your, your blood pressure go like skyrocket. It gets your adrenaline pumping. The music kind of kicks up a notch. It's when Michael is in his car. Michael Myers is going after Billy, going after Jamie in the field and Tina's trying to protect her. Uh, Tina gets to Billy, sees that he's okay, right? And hears that Jamie is still running. And Tina just yells, leave her alone. Yeah. And just the music gets louder because she, it's just like, it's, it's, there's nothing you can do. First of all, you can't stop Michael. Now you can't stop Michael, who's like, what? Is it a charger? He's in a, yeah. a souped up car, just yeah. like going after Jamie. So that moment, I, I, I remember telling her, I was like, this is, this is, this one really, I guess, got me going. It was it was a big moment. Yeah. Um, to peel it back to where this film actually lies, uh, we get Keystone Cops. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Sheriff Meeker takes a huge backseat in this in this film. And by Keystone Cops, I mean not only are, do we get two doofy sheriffs in with the midsection of the movie after Rachel dies, or before Rachel dies. before Rachel dies, we get clown music. There's, yes, there's a cl- there's a hit of clown music, music when these two sheriffs. There's no reason for the music whatsoever, other than the fact that it is a part of the soundtrack. Like, there's no radio or anything in the in the background. This is just a score for them, and it's it's unnecessary. It's, it's so sad. I wonder if it was a like dig by a European director at like yeah. American police officers. Who knows? But it didn't fit in the movie and it was unnecessary and it and it just it it belittled their characters and had no place. Right. And we don't get any appreciation for Meeker. He's barely in this. Yeah. He's, and he's still the sheriff. He's still a part of this whole thing. He's, he's still he's still leading the the you know, the onslaught. He's still like trying to uh coordinate, but it, it just he seems to be one step behind, one step behind is, you know, you, you barely see him. Uh, he's wrestling with the idea that, you know, or with the, with the fact that his daughter was killed. Yeah. Um, but it's in a very, more of a, an aggressive, you know, snap at Loomis, you know, you, you know, 
I don't know, you know, remember. Well, of course you do. You know, Loomis kind of like, he's like, of course you remember, but like, you got to be motivated. It's like, it's like Meeker's like, Myers is dead. We shot him. I got other things to do. Right. And if I concentrate on him again, I'm going to remember that my daughter died. Right. Um, I don't have a lot more else to say about this movie, except the fact that like, there's going to be the auxiliary character characters die because they're being promiscuous. So that, that, whole idea is flirted with so spitz you know dies sorry matt walker (laughs) yeah spitz and sam dying is such again like it feels like a friday the 13th ripoff it's in a barn yeah which is fine but myers also uses a a pitchfork and um, a sickle a sickle yeah and there's hay and barn and it just looks like it's straight out of a friday the 13th movie the way he stalks the promiscuous couple, yeah. the way he kills. There's nothing about it that feels Michael to me. I think there's only one thing that is clever is him in him impersonating the boyfriend. Yeah, the playfulness. Yeah, there's back. so uh Michael kills Michael Myers kills Michael the boyfriend mm. uh while they're trying to like load up booze for tonight. Uh kills him with a uh garden rick. Yes. Three pro a three pronged. So uh he and you know endless tools at his disposal very farm oriented so like whatever i guess you know sure. the farming of the autumn season but just forks him in the forehead <laughs> uh and uh, uh gets rid of him but at one point tina gave michael a mask and it's like an uh i think they i think it's called a hobo mask it's okay. just like a Is no brute called, brute it's, it's called, called a brute the mountain man it's like no it's called uh <laughs> isn't that the name of the, is that what the parrot does <laughs> it's called the brute mask i know because um the awesome dudes at trick-or-treat studios make that mask oh, it's really cool um but it's just like yeah it's like the bitter beer face just a little older Remember yes <laughs> the bitter beer face he's got like the big chin and all he needs is the cigar anyway yeah. when michael myers goes he, he hijacks the car mm to go pick up tina i guess he knew that they had plans <laughs> well he was spying on him right right yeah so he's right so he's, he's a bit of an oaf as a spire but he's a wolf in ears he yeah. can hear yeah. everything so he goes to pick up tina and uh she's in her uh french made uh halloween costume yeah and michael myers has ditched the halloween mask and put on the brute mask and the jacket right and, yeah and, and everything on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah um this is when this is when jamie has her meltdown that you were alluding to because she can see through michael that he is with tina so she's losing it she's scared to death because she's like tina's gonna die Mm -hmm. and so she's trying to tell loomis and she's trying to tell the officers but she's mute (laughs) so she can't say anything so they stop at a gas station and outside the gas station is a, a billboard it says giant cookie woman and there's two cookies over her breasts and that's the funniest part of the whole movie is that there's this big moment there's this big moment and there she's trying to tell the authorities that she's at this gas station with a giant cookie woman right and then she's like, she's like saying it and billy the stuttering kid is the only one that can make her out what so he's like store and so loomis is like ah He's like, what store? What do they sell there? Jay, Jamie's doing the same thing too, yeah, trying to like, describe the fact that the the cookies co- are over her co- breast. And then Billy's like, Cookie Woman. And what's funny is because Loomis goes, Cookie Woman, and the deputy's like, Oh, I know where that shit is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get down to Seventh and Maple right now. He's like, Yeah, I know where the big Cookie Woman is. <laughs> The other funny part about this is Tina's in the car with him and she gives him a kiss because it's her boyfriend, she thinks. Right. And what's cool, again, because Tina kind of pulls that veil down is, oh, this is creepy. Right. That's That felt creepy or something like that. And it's it's all they play up that creepiness factor because you could see the eyes of yeah, Don he's, Shanks kind of. Yeah, he's got the crazy, the crazy just, shark eyes going on. He does. So, you know. And um, another thing is that Tina's, again, that high energy and she's kind of got a whiny, annoying voice. But in like a loving way, yeah. her boyfriend's a dick. But also, Michael, it seems like he just gets fucking annoyed. Yeah. Because he drives right past the gas station. Remember? It, yeah, it she's like, like, stop at the gas station. I want to get cigarettes. No, he actually floors it. He's like, no, we're leaving. 
Stop right. the goddamn car. Want a pack of cigarettes? He slams on the brakes so hard, and like yeah. a pissed off boyfriend goes in reverse, in reverse down like a one way. Yeah, and, and parks in front of it, and it's just like I'm fucking over it, and ditches her when the cops come. Yeah, the the cops come. He's like, oh shit, I'm out. Yeah, fuck it. It just like the way the scene plays is like a bitter, like a pissed off boyfriend's like. I'm fucking over this chick. I'm done. That's yeah. the way it played out to me. I wish, and you, she gets saved by the cops, and you're like, oh, she's gonna be fine. But of course, like Lance, you mentioned, they, she, she decides, ah, this is not true. You know, stop filling her head with that boogeyman stuff. I'm gonna go to the party where Michael's waiting for her. So Jamie decides, I gotta go help myself. And Billy says, you don't know how to get there, but I do. And there they go to the tower farm they're gonna they're gonna billy and jamie two little kids to go save uh tina and that's where they run into michael like we talked about the car chase scene uh samantha dies spitz dies the two keystone cops get very killed um and then tina dies in the field like we said she's trying to save jamie but what happens we're starting to if we haven't before jump the shark tremendously it's about the Michael's he's drawn to his home. Uh, Loomis is already pretty much off the reservation. He's 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 crazy at this point to the sense of like, I have to stop Michael right. at all costs. What does he want? Jamie. What does he want her? Anytime. So he's like, yeah, I'll go to the He just screams it, you know, in, in the field. He tells Michael, go to your home. She'll be waiting for you. Right. It's like a trap, right? Well, what happens? They go to the house. They set up the trap with every police SWAT team sheriff, and everyone's like, Meeker is overdoing it. Admittedly, he's on the microphone. He's like, checking, uh, checking, checkpoint one, checkpoint two. How's it going? Checkpoint three, and everyone's like, everything. Uh, I'll, I'll Roger there. Roger. The, yeah, and then the most radio static you could fucking have in a movie. So Loomis is yeah. like, <laughs> dude, we can't see you, but we can sure hear you. Yeah. And then Meeker's like, all right, Loomis, shut up. I'm running this outfit. All right, everybody, get off the get off the radios. <laughs> um, but then uh, Michael's it, Michael's like obviously not going to show up because he sees everybody's there. So what does he do? He does a bit of a oop de oop, goes to uh, the clinic and creates a disturbance over there so that all all the cops yeah like twenty all the 20 cops officers. flood to the to the school. Who do they leave? They leave Jamie and Sam Loomis. And Charlie, 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 the deputy. Oh, and one car outside, as a matter of fact. Yeah, there's yeah, there's one car um, because that's the car that's going to take him. So Charlie is played by the guy who plays Roger Predactor in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Um, and that's all you can see. And that's that's really all you can see. Charlie is the guy who is directly near Jamie, who's been propped in front of the window to entice Michael to come into the house. Right. He's just a good guy. You could tell this it's is a like, huh? Is that sorry? For Myers Castle. On the other side of the moat, uh, <laughs> past the drawbridge, there's Jamie. Um, but Loomis knows. As soon as all the cops leave, he gets eerily silent. And he, Loomis says, Now you'll come, won't you, Michael? Throws the huge ass radio. That radio's humongous. He just yeah. throws it. And um, Charlie is ready to take Jamie. He's like, Me and my partner will give you a lift back to the, back to the city, you know, or back yeah. to the, the, the station nicest guy in the world nice charlie i love charlie charlie, charlie walter mountain man they're all they're just all nice just guys yeah un- meant their ends unceremoniously but what happens charlie turns around sees loomis is entering the room and locking the door behind her wow. and he's like dr loomis what the hell are you doing <laughs> and he and Lubis says he's like uh we're not going anywhere and charlie says you have 10 seconds to four i think it's five Seconds to give me that key before I take it from you. Then you hear the deputy outside dying a bloody death because <laughs> Michael has not only driven a car in a driven a stolen police car to get there, rams the deputy, and then goes in and just shoves his face into the steering wheel over and over again. You hear him dying, and Charlie's like, "I gotta call Meeker." He's about to call Meeker, and I told you that Loomis has lost it. Because he does. He gets the walkie and breaks it on the wall. And Charlie's like, what the hell are you doing? And I have to, I've done all this just to say this part. (laughs) 
one of the lines that as a kid scared the ever living shit out of me because i've always told you if you say the name michael myers right it can be very very scary so loomis pulls out his gun put points it at charlie's face and says charlie charlie michael myers is outside I shit my pants. <laughs> I did. I did. I was. I had. Lo I lost it right then and there as a kid watching this shit. I'm like, you want to know why? Because if somebody came into my house and told me that Michael Myers was outside, I wouldn't like it. You're done. I'd be so scared. I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't move. Yeah, because you don't know where he's gonna end up. You don't know where he's gonna be. This is obviously not blockhead Michael Myers that we're talking about. We're talking Stop. about the rest Stop. of the series that Michael Myers that we saw in the first movie where we're looking outside and wa and seeing him watching us. Yeah. That's the Myers that we're terrified of and sure. thinking about in that line. Uh, I'll go as far as to say if I ran into Don Shanks' as Michael Myers, I'd be terrified. <laughs> First of all, he's already mad, right? Because he has to wear that mask. And because you call him Blockhead. You're doing it on purpose. Okay. Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah. I got it. At this point, I got it. Okay. And now you're trying to like suck up to him so he doesn't come after you, but I really hope You know, does. look, look, if Don Shanks wants to come at me, what's the address here? Um <laughs> <laughs> No, anyway, so, well, we go to the final, final, final part of the act. And again, on a, oh, did we totally bury the lead? Have we not mentioned what stupid Easter egg and red herring that they introduced? The man in black. Yeah, well, I kind of mentioned him, but so not we, to give we haven't talked about the ceremony in the attic and all that kind of stuff. We we'll don't get there. Them. I mean, look, they introduced this character early on who is a piece of shit because <laughs> I'm tired of these horror movie directors and writers getting getting these emotions from the viewers by being mean to dogs. I hate it. Stop killing dogs and stop being mean to them. Okay. Yeah. This man in black gets off a Greyhound bus. His first thing he does, he kicks the dog and the dog whimpers. I'm like, you know what, dude? Come over. I'm gonna, come on. Let's yeah. go. Because you, if you want to kick a dog, kick me instead. I'll kick your ass. How's that? Because all I imagine is my dog, Loomis, and nobody better touch him in this life. I know. I think so. it's Charles in the same way. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the, this man in black is just mysteriously walking around Haddonfield. He's, all, he's got these uh, silver pointed boots, all in black. He smokes. He's got a black hat, a fedora, all trench coat. We sell the man in black because that's all we know. It's all we know. He just kind of shows up. Do you want to know uh, if you ask the director and or writer what they thought of the man in black or what he was? You know what they say? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I knew that. I was like, did they come up with some How other do you bullshit? Do that? There's so many things that we've learned in the commentaries. That's like, wait, you didn't say that 10 years ago. You didn't say that 20 years ago. Right. Like the story continues to change about all the shit behind the scenes. So yeah, the man in black. They had I, no idea. From what I have been, or what I've read and heard on commentaries that um, Akkad basically was like, I don't know. There's plot holes. Put this dude in black. We'll figure it out in the next film. Right. Kind of and movie. it was also played by Don Shanks because even, but because Don Shanks said, from what I heard, he was supposed to be Michael, Bra Michael Myers's twin brother. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's what he says. And I'm right. like, somehow that probably wouldn't have been the worst idea that y'all came up with. You got a big family. I mean, why not? Why not? Um, You're, uh, so anyway, um, it leads into the final count, the final face off. The final countdown. <laughs> It is. Uh, Michael is being lured. Well, after he chases after Jamie throughout the house, the the laundry shoot scene, which was is is pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, it's actually a uh, air conditioned duct. Mm -hmm. You know, like a that, so that was pretty. But it's a real one. Yeah, she's really in there. She again cannot gush more about the the presence of a young actor is. At, you, you know, they use a real knife. Yes. Oh God, I do. This poor little girl is about. What? She's 11 at this point. So, yeah. 11 years old. And this real knife is being shoved into the air duct that she is in. Yeah. And it barely misses her. Yeah. Uh, there was one, uh, uh, something that got cut. It was, he's supposed to make contact with her. He does. He stabs her fake leg. Right. Mm -hmm. And the blood gushes out so that when she gets out of, you see that she's got a bloody leg, mm -hmm. but it got cut out. They said it was too much right. because you can't stab a kid. You can have a mask eat their face and a rattlesnake come out of it, but you can't right. stab a kid. Right. So she has a, the back and forth with Michael. She's about to escape him once again. And Loomis catches her and now is using her as bait to come. He's like, you want her? And as a, you're watching this, you're like, why? Oh. 
why are you doing this, Dr. Loomis? Why are you being a bad guy now? You know, you're, yeah. it's weird. It's weird to see him that way. So he's basically using Jamie as bait to lure Michael into this den where he set up a huge, heavy chain yeah. net to capture Michael. Sure. Captures him. Then Loomis puts Jamie down, shoots Michael four times or three times with, with a dart. dart gun because let's not kill him. Let's subdue him. We have to understand him. And then he gets a two by four, beats the shit out of Michael, yelling die the whole time. And it's presumed that Loomis has the heart attack right there with him on top of him because yeah. you don't see him at the at the police station. Right. So the final shot of that. The heart attack or stroke? Either. In six, they call it a stroke, I believe. Yeah. So right. he's too old to be doing that anyway right, and he's right. just hitting him over and over with the okay police. so police station we get to the police station <laughs> michael is kneeling down with the mask still yeah, on how yeah. do you lock somebody up and put him in a cell with a mask still again on? this who did it meeks would have taken it off huh? Meeker yeah meeker's taking off. the day off he's like he's there but this is not he's his checked movie. out no, 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 no. Both star just signed a check. I mean, they signed the check for him and he cashed it. It's it's fine. It's fine. I'm it's not fine. Myers has his mask on in a jail cell with he's... handcuffs on. I don't did you notice oh, yeah, he yeah. starts playing with the chain? Yes. <laughs> he's Michael Myers is ne the 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 evil incarnate, the shape, the boogeyman has been reduced to this prisoner handcuffed <laughs> kneeling down like looking up at the lights like oh they got me and then they do another shot where they're leaving and he's just like <laughs> he's playing, playing with, the with the playing with the chain it's like, not even handcuffs it's like the, like shackles from his castle like they just <laughs> he has a chain like to the i don't understand it at all he's on his knees <laughs> He's, he's got his, his mask castle. on. It's the dumbest fucking shot it's, of the movie. It's, it's so you have reduced one of the scariest boogeyman slashing monsters in horror history. You've reduced him to a <laughs> common prisoner just playing with the chain. So uh, all is well. Be I was gonna say Beaker. Uh, ben Meeker tells Jamie it is over. He's going to be transferred to a maximum security where he'll spend the rest of his days until he dies. So they take Jamie out, but there's mayhem because you see the man in black walk into the station. There's a shootout to be heard. Jamie wanders back into the station to see that all the cops have been shot and the explosion is heard because Michael has, uh, Michael's cell has been blasted open and he's nowhere to be found with Jamie just saying no no, no. And the movie ends. And that's Halloween 5. That is Halloween 5. Uh, I mean, we said a lot more than I think. And we, mostly it was gushing about Tina. Yeah. But we said a lot more than. No, I mean, no, I, mean I, I, I didn't expect us to go into that thing about Tina. But like, yeah, that is give give credit where it's where it's due wendy kaplan has a, does a phenomenal job i think they handcuffed one of their other strong stars in daniel harris mm -hmm. and i don't think that they i think at this point donald pleasance was just for lack of a better term handcuffed to the project he's like i'm just i'll just do it loyal he's very loyal loyal to a team yeah. he doesn't get he didn't give a lot to expand on the mythos of dr loomis um but he was able to to go nuts he was able to to finally crack he finally cracked yeah cracked and i would too if i've spent 78 to 89 when did this movie come out 89, 89 right the next year yeah so it's like 10 11 years searching and trying to kill somebody and they don't die i'm done man i'm gonna catch you with a in your, in your chain in your dungeon castle and at this point people are still saying nah nah come on loomis i know he's, he's gone he's locked away he's so gone. i would lose it too um but yeah, Halloween uh, 5, not the strongest. Um, quite frankly, one of the worst movies in the Halloween franchise, but was made, was released, yeah. made some money, and um, it's easy to talk shit as a fan, which is what we are first. But as a, uh, as a person who, uh, you know, respects creativity and actors putting it all on the line yeah I, I i applaud everybody who was involved in this especially don shanks who i love and i never called a blockhead 
<laughs> did. And you ruined it. I didn't. Because this movie as a kid, I was like, I don't know. It's oh, Jamie's back. Come on. As a kid, I didn't care. It was four and five were the same movie to well, me. Well, they, they were packaged together all the, all the time. Right. So as a kid, but as an adult, I'm like, fucking blockhead, man. It's, it's blockhead bad. Blockhead shanks. <laughs> all right. What's your rating? Oof. Uh, this one gets a um, a one. A one. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it a two just because Tina, Daniel Harris, and my nostalgia, I guess. But uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, anything else to say about the film? I think uh, this film gave us um, what should have been a launching career for Wendy Kaplan uh, as a very, very talented actor. And, um, you know, it gave us more Daniel Harris. And unfortunately, we're dwindling down to the appearances of the very favorite uh, mainstay of the Halloween franchise, which Donald Pleasance, this would be his second to last uh, appearance in a Halloween film. Unfortunately, that's true. Yeah. And it kind of falls apart from there. So, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Yeah, he got us good. Okay, I guess <laughs> on that note, join uh, Slasher's Paradise next time for Halloween 666. The oh. Curse of Michael Myers. Which was, we'll talk about the title because that was not supposed to be the title. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Peace. Whatever. <laughs>